five, four, three, two, one. Lift off. Today is Monday, August the 1st, and this is the Flyover Conservative Show. The elites are now trying to eliminate our freedom to travel. Greg Reese tells us all about it. The Consumer Confidence Report has come out, and the results are disturbing. Double PhD Kirk Elliott is with us tonight to go through the reports. Neo-racism is sweeping the country with its woke agenda. Tonight, we interview Courtney Flynn, a lady that has turned down for a position because she was too white. We're going to be talking about fools and giving you some great examples that span over a 6,000-year stretch. And uh, here's a little hint. Not a lot has changed. All of this and more on the Fly of a Conservative Show! Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Yay, welcome. We are so glad that you're with us tonight. If you're new to Flyover Conservatives, our slogan is wake up, speak up, and show up, as you can see. What we all wanted President Trump to do was 80 million things to save our country. And what we've learned over this last year and a half, what we really need is 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. Yeah. And you guys are doing a lot to help make that happen. A lot of you know, we got, uh, you know, escorted out the door at YouTube again last week. Uh, It's kind of becoming a monthly thing. Um, we're We're not a free country at this point. And we all need to work together to fight to get those freedoms back. That's what this show is about. We bring in the best minds on every topic Mm -hmm. and we talk about stuff they don't want us to talk about and we don't care. We're either going to be hold off in a good way or celebrated in a a good way or something one way or the other, but, but, but we're going to keep at this and keep sounding the alarm of what we need to do to wake up, speak up and show up together. Uh, Sign up for our newsletter at flyoverconservatives.com. That's the best way to be able to stay in touch. If wherever you're watching us tonight goes away, that's how you can continue to find the truth. You were touching on freedoms earlier. Greg Reese has a great little clip about what they're trying to do to our freedoms. Check this out. They want you to eat bugs. What to feed our ever-expanding world? Insects. They could feed the world. Healthy. They're full of polyunsaturated fat, protein, and micronutrients. And sustainable. I'm Nicole Kidman, and I am going to eat a four-course meal of bugs. And they want you to eat these bugs inside a massive prison system that sees humanity as a cancer upon the earth. For too long, humanity has existed within dysfunctional and polluted cities that ignore nature. Now, a revolution in civilization is taking place. Imagine a traditional city and consolidating its footprint, designing to protect and enhance nature. The line will be home to 9 million residents and will be built with a footprint of just 34 square kilometers. And we are designing it to provide a healthier, more sustainable quality of life. The line's communities are organized in three dimensions. Residents have access to all their daily needs within five-minute walk neighborhoods. And the line's infrastructure makes it possible to travel end-to-end in 20 minutes with no need for cars, resulting in zero carbon emissions. It is all completely bizarre, but it's just the cover story for a massive depopulation agenda. The COVID-19 vaccines are destroying the recipients' reproductive and immune systems and killing people over time with mysterious structures growing within the vascular system. We are now seeing this all over the world, 
and it's just getting started. There is a whole cultural movement now emerging from the shadows that wants humanity to collectively commit suicide. This anti-human cult has been around for decades and outside of academia have had to tread quietly because much of humanity is opposed to mass murder. But now that we are in the midst of this cult's massive depopulation effort, they are coming out into the open to convince us that it would be best for most of us to die. We cannot hide away from human population growth because, you know, it underlies so many of the other problems. All these things we talk about wouldn't be a problem if there, were, if there was the size of population that there was 500 years ago. All the religious groups are against me because I'm talking about population. They want more souls, I want less on the planet. <laughs> the World Economic Forum has become the public domain of the anti-human cult's depopulation agenda. And all of pop culture is on board, from Hollywood to the Holy See. Our planet, uh, the utopia that we've been given, the overpopulation. Their agenda is disguised as environmentalism, so that all who oppose it now can be shamed. And when the mass starvation begins to overwhelm the population, the sentimental environmentalists can all be blamed. Because of course, this has nothing to do with the environment. Boris Johnson's father, Stanley Johnson, is a member of this cult. And he wrote that the world's population needs to be cut down to a more manageable number. And this is what it's all about, a more manageable number. Because these psychopaths see the rest of us as their property to manage and cull accordingly. But humanity still has a choice and we don't have to die in a prison death factory eating bugs. We could choose freedom, but time is running out. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. time it is. It's time for an economic update with Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. Welcome. Hey, happy Monday. How happy are you? Happy Monday. Great. Woo! It's great to see it. You know, uh, we had economics classes in school and growing up, you know, it's a thing. And when you, when the newspaper would come out, there'd be, you know, articles about the economy and you're kind of more just concerned with your paycheck and just kind of getting by like stuff that happened up here didn't really affect you that much directly. If it did, maybe it'd be over the next decade or something, or it was a 2% up or down. It was kind of just conversation for people Mm -hmm. that you didn't really care about that they would argue about off to the side, you know, global uh, economists and things. Now we're at a place where things are happening at this level. They impact us directly and quickly. You've kind of gone from being like kind of the, you know, the abacus guy, the slide rule guy, you know, and to like the most important voice in the conversation. And you're, economists are now cool. You're not like your grandpa's economist. This is like (laughs) double PhD stuff. You bring a a cool factor to it, but you become more necessary and relevant than any economist in the past. (laughs) Well, I people actually care about what you're saying now. This is awesome. Would it change your perception of me if I did have an abacus in my back pocket? (laughs) Actually, I don't even know what an abacus is. So what (laughs) is in my back pocket? 
it, it would have hilarious. to unfold. You know, it's got the little beads you slide around, and the Chinese use it to add and subtract. Okay. I don't think I don't think they do it anymore. They're not trying to you know become global rulers using abacuses. Using abacuses. But I think they still know how. It's like an old typewriter. You got to know how it works. Yeah. True. Okay. Well, <laughs> he's like, where do I go from here? If I show up. Seeing you next time, and I have an abacus. Question is, will you still think I'm cool? I mean, there you go. I, that's the question. It would make you abacuses are they're so out now. It would it would just make you mysterious. Oh, and so that's kind of a good thing. You know? Yeah. But but you do you got the you got the the, the two PhDs you have it, it, in theology and then economics. You know, in global banks, central banks, and and, and finance. It, it all jokes aside, people who weren't concerned about what people like you. Th- had to say are right. are there's yeah. one there it is there we go they they are leaning into that information right now because it is important yep. you know we just celebrated yeah. uh, my wife's uh, grandmother's 100th uh, birthday years and, and you know it, and you have these thoughts cuz a lot of people come and visit and you're like you know the blessing is she and Stacy's grandpa were diligent and saved and planned and she's been able she hasn't outlived her her money yeah you know and right. she's not rich or high on the hog but she's budgeted it out and she yeah. had enough money that a lot of people couldn't live to 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's a sad thing in our society. Like, like this information, though, is very relevant for all of us. Well, it's a, it's a incredibly relevant. And, you know, we've known each other for a long time, mm-hmm. decades, right? Yep. And uh, we had a conversation once about your goals for marriage. And how long how long do you and Stacy plan on being? What's your goal as to how long you're going to be married? 80 years. Yep. Whoop, 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 we, we even have a little, a little wine glass that her grandparents had at their 50th. We've had it for years. And on our anniversary, you know, we we, we like toast with this little wine glass that was at their 50th. It's like a, a prophetic declaration, you know, of, yeah. of 50. And that seemed like a long time, but now we're at 30. So 50 is not a big, huge, no, big marker. Not a big but, deal. Yeah. But, but our goal is to be married 80. That's right. 80 years right. of marriage. So there's confidence in there that you love each other and you're going to be, you're going to be around for a long time, right? That's right. She'll be able to keep laughing at my dumb jokes. <laughs> yeah. They're not dumb. They're really good. Nothing's got to. So the, the, the point I'm, I'm, I'm making here is when you have that kind of a confidence in this long-term future, how does that make you treat each other? Oh, like constantly even wanting to get better. You yeah. know, it's like yeah. I look at it as this is long-term. How can I even get better in this marriage and so that it lasts? Obviously, you want it to not just be married. You want it to be like Fairy tale, incredible, thriving. the best, thriving. Yeah. So let's say let's say that you knew that uh, you had zero confidence and and the marriage was over in two weeks. How would that make you change how you treat each other? We probably wouldn't get into deep conversation about how do you feel about this or what can I do no. to to. We wouldn't be talking your, about the future. No, you wouldn't be talking about the future. No, mm-hmm. you wouldn't. So confidence in future expectations changes how you act and how you do things. It, it just does. Yep. It's human nature. Same thing in the financial markets. And on Friday, um, consumer confidence um, index came out. So look at this. Um, so you see, you see that big kind of digger in 2020 with that little gray line behind it. That's COVID, right? Okay. Yep. So nobody was working. It, it stunk, right? And it last seemed like it lasted forever. Well, if you look at it now, you know, COVID kind of stopped a little bit and then it hit another peak and then it started to come down again. So where are we now? We're almost to the point of where we were at the end of COVID, right? Wow. So this is domestic. This is just the U.S. Consumer Confidence Index. 
but let's look at expectations, right? So, so expectations about moving forward. This is a little bit different. This is the consumer confidence index is a static snapshot of today. Okay. Expectations are you, you asked another question. It's like, okay, stinks today. How do you think it's going to look in the future? Right? Mm-hmm. So, so that one shows people are thinking, ah, the future doesn't look too good. Cause that's that yellow line at the bottom. Right? So you've got the present situation. What's interesting about this one is, is the blue line is the present. That's the consumer confidence index. The yellow one is their expectations. It's falling more rapidly than the consumer confidence is. So that tells me wow. that next month and the month after, you're going to get actually increasing declines. That's a word, increasing declines mm-hmm. in, in the consumer confidence index. Why does this matter, right? But actually, let's take it one more chart. Let's look at where it is globally, not just in America. Okay, this chart stinks. <laughs> wow, this is really bad. Consumer confidence from the OECD nation. So basically all the Western type economies, which would be Europe, Japan, you know, the, the more advanced ones in Asia, right? So, so this looks terrible. It's as low as it's ever been, right? The chart will actually have to go lower for them to actually measure future months. But look at the drop. It's, it's falling apart like, like nobody's business. But why, so why is it? Is because we've got inflationary pressures, we've got foodflation, where most of the world is is living um, hand to mouth every single month. Most of America actually is too. Most sure. of America is one or two missed paychecks away from filing bankruptcy. Right, the rest of the world is worse. And when you've got rising interest rates and the cost of borrowing comes up, it means people aren't going to spend as much. So when they spend, don't spend as much, stock market comes down. So when you've got this this consumer confidence that's that's diminishing what's that going to do for people's investments they're not going to invest right right why would you invest in google or tesla or or amazon or whatever if you were putting your hard-earned retirement assets and then you thought oh 15 20 years down the road it's not going to be there it's it's i don't expect the economy to do well what would you do well you're not going to invest in it at all Mm -hmm. but when your confidence is high and you've got an economy like, let's use the Trump years or the Reagan years, lowering taxes, lowering interest rates and creating jobs. See, Reagan, Reagan's time frame had even more, it had political peace, right? You had all of those things I just mentioned, plus Newt Gingrich had the contract with America, Democrats and Republicans were talking and getting along. Cold War was over, the Berlin Wall came down. We were just screaming fat and happy and our wallets were thick. Ripping, and, yeah. And that was 20 years of almost uninterrupted growth in the 1980s and 1990s, right? Coming from Reagan's eight years. It it spanned presidents after that. Mm -hmm. So confidence does a lot to the markets. The fact that we're having these declining confidence levels means devastation coming for the stock and bond market, right? It it means that I'm wondering... If there's a study, and I don't know, um, if the consumer confidence is going to have an, a, an impact directly on the election coming up this fall, right? Because mm-hmm. if people, and I'm sure that it does, because it would just make sense, right? That if, if people don't think that the future looks good, they're going to want to make a change, Definitely. right? So, yeah. so this is where I think that consumer confidence, you know, index 
is very important, not just for finances, but for political and social dynamics of the country we're living in. So it's it's crashing as the markets are crashing, mm -hmm. and it's going to have almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of effect. It's like, I don't expect things are going to go good moving forward. Therefore, I'm not going to invest, and this will just intensify. This is a big leading indicator, and it doesn't look pretty. So what I, what I view that as stock market's going to continue to come down. The bond market's going to continue to just get shellacked. But, but gold and silver, this is where there's hope. Yeah, um, exactly. cyclical to normal market activity, meaning the worse things get, the more chaotic things are, the more, more um, uncertainty is about the future, the better they perform. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so, this is our this is our chance as wise and prudent investors to take advantage of these markets and grow and thrive and be in the right place at the right time the majority of the time. And our number one goal should be capital appreciation. Don't lose what you've worked so hard to accumulate over the over the decades and over your lifetime, right? Right. Number two goal would be growth, but with silver, you have both of them. Yes. Yeah, and in a very rare time in history ever that you can get the safest asset in the world also be the fastest growing. Cause normally if you want something that's high growth, you have to settle for high risk. If you want something that's low growth, you can have no risk. We've got the lowest risk asset in the world because of supply chain disruptions, low inventory, high demand, mm -hmm. right. but, and yet it happens to be the fastest growing. What a blessing. Seriously. What it a blessing. It is. It's unbelievable. So people can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com. When you go there, it's a landing page. There's a lot of great information, videos you can watch. But when you scroll down, there's a place to fill out your information. When you fill out your information, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will give you a call. They're going to answer questions. They're going to walk you through this process. And it's absolutely free. So what should people expect with that consultation, Dr. Kirk? Some questions. We'll ask you some questions, right? It's, it's a free consultation where where we can't advise you properly unless we know what your dreams are, right? So my scheduling team will ask you, it's like, hey, what was it that David and Stacey and Kirk talked about that caused you to want to reach out? Do you have IRAs? Do you have non-IRAs? You know, what is it that you want to protect? What's your goal? Mm -hmm. Then once we know that, they'll get on our calendar, mine or one of my advisors, and then we'll just talk about it because we want to make sure that your dreams are realized, but then we surpass them, right? Because... This is what happens when you get out of something that's coming down into something that's this large of a bull market. I think it's the largest one that this generation will see. Wow. Um, we can surpass expectations and dreams because here's our dreams are generally small compared to what God's dreams for us are, right? So, so we want to bridge that gap and be somewhere above what your dreams are for yourself and, you know, approaching what God's dreams for you were. And that just means... Sometimes we need accountability partners. We need people in our life um, to navigate through this with because we're stronger together than we are apart. Amen. And this is the goal of our firm is that relationship. What's I up? love it. Flyover family, make sure when you're looking at things and you're looking at options, uh, this is not the only place in the world that you can you can transition fake money into into tangible assets. But make sure that you're you're buying ounces. You can buy a one ounce. Coin, you can buy a 10-ounce bar. You can buy a 100-ounce. You can buy a 1,000-ounce bar. But when you go to sell it, they're going to ask you an important question. How many ounces do you have? They don't care if it's a Jack Sparrow coin somebody found somewhere and all those other stories. You want to look at the price index, and you're getting as much silver 
as possible mm -hmm. for the money you're spending. And number two, you want to be with somebody that's going to help you navigate this and doesn't charge you a commission to get back out of it. So you're not paying a commission on the front and the back end that you can transition out of it in the future. That'll be really important. If you make it to the future, the whole reason for doing this is to get out of it and to be ahead. That's exactly right. So you can call 720-605-3900 or go to flyovergold.com. Dr. Kirk, thank you so much for your time. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, wow. belts, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't, you couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you, even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. Today's guest is dealing with a new form of racism that is truly sweeping our country with this wokeism. And I'm excited for you to, to be able to hear her story. Welcome to the show, Courtney Flynn. Thank you for having me. Oh, we, it's an honor. I tell you what, I want everybody to hear your story, but I just want to start with saying you are a brave woman. When hundreds of people came across this racism, this wokeism, and didn't say anything, you're like, I just can't let this go by. I am going to let this story be, holds, be heard. So congratulations. I appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. So for our audience that may not know you or haven't heard the story, can you just give us a brief uh, kind of story about where you came from, how you started your business, and then how you got to where you are today. Sure. So um, I am in supply chain for consumer packaged goods. I'm madly in love with supply chain. I'm a total nerd. Um, and specifically, I work in the beauty industry. Um, and prior to um, my experience with Sephora, I had developed a supply chain planning software um, that could help smaller businesses better manage their inventory. Okay, very cool. And then you actually applied in 2019 for something called a business accelerator program with Sephora. Now, this is the Sephora that you see like in JCPenney's, right? It's the same one. Correct. It's, it's the, the beauty retailer. Okay, very cool. So what is the business accelerator program? Sure. So the Business Accelerator Program, it's a tremendous opportunity. Sephora has been offering it for about 10 years. Um, and essentially what it is, it's, it's designed for people who have developed a product and it puts them in this intensive like five-month boot camp. The boot camp, you get assigned to a, a mentor who's in, extremely influential in the industry. Um, you get access to venture capital. They also pay you to be in the program. It is an absolute tremendous opportunity. And they had, it sounds like, hundreds of applicants in 2019, and they narrowed it down to a few. You actually had an interview, but you weren't accepted for the program, but they asked you to come back uh, and, and reapply in 2020. Yes. So in 2019, Sephora actually found me on another website, and Sephora reached out to me and asked me to apply. So I, you are correct that I went through the interview process. I came in second place, but they said, please, please, please apply again next year. 
which was 2020. Okay. Expand a little bit on the, the, the problem that you were trying to solve. You know, you, you say you're a self, self-proclaimed nerd. You know, you love you love looking at the, the complex issues that probably baffle a lot of people. Um, so when you see that, you have unique solutions to a problem that exists. This isn't a job for like, uh, you know, being a parking lot attendant or something that's just, you know, hourly you kind of come in and, you know, anybody could learn it in five minutes. You do that. Mm-hmm. You have a unique skill set, and you are bringing that to the marketplace to solve a specific problem that affects that company and everybody that receives their products. Is that correct? Correct. So the the problem that I saw as a consultant, I worked with so many smaller companies that needed a really simple, efficient, inexpensive way to manage their inventory. And if you if you look at accounting, there's something called QuickBooks that exists that's more designed for smaller businesses that's very accessible. So my goal was to, to design something similar to that, which was very inexpensive for founders who didn't have supply chain experience or couldn't afford a full-time person, that this could help them run their supply chain. And in lieu of having a full-time person mm-hmm. or a bigger software that wasn't really needed for something their size. Okay, so you'd been in contact with Sephora over that 2019-2020 time period when they had asked you to reapply. So you reapply, and then what happened next? Sure. So I reapplied, and I was so excited because I was just waiting for my interview and so excited to talk about all the improvements I'd made on my product, and I didn't hear back. And then um, a couple months later, I saw a post on their social media essentially saying that they were no longer accepting white people into the program, that it was exclusively for people of color. And at that moment, I knew that I wasn't even considered because I didn't meet their skin color requirements. Okay. So they change the whole process of applicants and who they're going to accept. So if you are Caucasian or you have white skin, you cannot be a part of the program. Correct. I, I wasn't even considered. They and and this isn't something that they they're secretive about. They're very proud about it, and it's all over their social media and their website that it's exclusively for people of color. So, if if you were born one way, you were not allowed into the program. Wow. Well, okay. So I'm sure there were hundreds of applicants that are Caucasian and skin and white skin colored. So they were not. Uh, you know, also being considered for the job. What made you decide, I I have to do something, I have to say something, because there's hundreds of other people that didn't say anything at all. There's, honestly, there's probably thousands because they did this in 2020. They did this in 2021. Who knows if they're going to do this this year. But it, it was just one of those things that, somebody has to say something. And, and initially I thought there's no way I can say anything. People are going to think I'm a monster. They're going to think I'm a horrible person. I just have to sit down and be quiet. But just the more and more I saw it progress, you know, Amazon also has an, a policy like this. Apple has a policy like this. And it's, you know, at what point do people start to say something that this, this isn't just about me. This is about, you know, dividing everybody based on their skin color. And this just doesn't seem like the direction we should be going in. So once you made the decision uh, that you needed to do something, what did you do and what's going on right now? Sure. So um, I filed a lawsuit at the federal level um, against Sephora specifically for discrimination and it is it is moving forward. I, wow. I think we, we have a, a very strong case. And, and actually, in the last week, there was just a case filed against Amazon for the same thing. So 
maybe, maybe this is starting something and people are going to start to come forward. I've been waiting for others. There has to be, I can't be the only one. (laughs) Okay, man. I think it's really important because, you know, our slogan here is wake up, speak up and show up. You know, the reason that we are where we are today as a country is because good people just sat back and didn't say anything. They buried their head in their sand and they really took a pride in being the silent majority. Um, But now, you know, like you said, it's not just affecting you. This is affecting other people as well. Now, what kind of a, a pushback have you gotten? Has it affected your business at all? Have you received nasty emails? What what kind of things have happened so far since you decided to? Or are you to get, take a are step? people kind of applauding this? You know, kind of what what's what's the feedback? You know what? Initially, I was horrified, and I was just prepared to lose people in my life. But everybody supported me, and even the people who who don't openly support me still support me. There are people who say I can't put my name on this, but I support you. So I I think that I was, I was so afraid of, of the backlash that this would cause, but it's one of those things that everybody was thinking it and everybody just thought I have to be quiet. And then when one person says it, Oh yes, I I agree with that. This is crazy that we're doing this. Wow. You know, I remember a conversation with you. We were newly married and I was coming across something that I was scared of. And someone that you had worked with had given you a tip years prior that they said, if the worst thing that you could imagine actually happened, could you handle it? Yeah. Would you be okay with would that? Would you be okay with that? And if it did- Could you handle it? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And if so, then what would stop you from moving forward? And I and I really see that, you know, I mean, you were seeing that in our world today where, where the people are coming against a situation and it's like, this looks kind of scary. I don't know, you know, what the outcome could be. But if we don't step forward, if we're like, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen? And if it does happen, would I be okay? It's kind of where you are today. You just made that decision that if the worst thing that I could imagine happened and I'd still be okay, you took those steps forward. I, I think, you know, exactly that. I think that I thought that if I lose my business or if my clients decide that they don't want to work with maybe I'll just go back to having a full-time job and working for somebody else. That's fine. But at least I can sleep at night. At least I know that I saw something, I said something. And even if, you know, for whatever reason, this, nobody respects what I'm doing. That's fine. Like I can still sleep at night knowing that I said something. That's huge. You know, we're running into this all the time and I would be equally opposed and I would have somebody on the show tomorrow. If, if the, the, the colors, the races, everything else was, was reversed. Exactly. It, it, it's wrong, period. This isn't a, a, a pro-white thing. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a pro. It's a pro. We should judge people based on their performance. We should judge the product that they're selling. We should judge them based on the content of their character, yep. not the color of their skin. When you make pre when you start creating us and them categories, when you start grouping people mm-hmm. into categories of people based on innate qualities that they can't control, that they showed up day one with, like their skin color, um, it never I mean, you don't have to be a history buff to realize that never ends up in a good place. And we're not, we're not correcting wrongs of the past by creating wrongs in the present. Wow. That's a great, great truth. We we had a kid on the other day. I say, I say kid, I'm getting older. So anybody like anybody under 40 pretty much is a kid, (laughs) but he was a a kid, a freshman at the university of Chicago, um, came from single mom, you know, lower, lower middle-class, you know, income family, uh, uh, Great grades, tested well, got into the University of Chicago, typically an $80,000 a year school, but he got in scholarships and, and grants is an incredible accomplishment, um, mostly because really his income status, it was low enough that it helps their numbers because the majority of you know people that are higher income, um, 
and and uh, he made the debate team, but the first meet came up. His name is Daniel Schmidt. The first meet uh, debate match came up. I don't know what you call him. It was not, it was not debate, obviously. Uh, but uh, he was not allowed to compete because he's white. And he said, we're only going to put forth a team of, of of minority. And 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 it's like, that's not very fair because I worked as hard as everyone else. And now I'm being disqualified for an equality that I can't control. Mm-hmm. I think I think people are seeing that and thinking, this, we want change. We just don't want this kind of a change. Right. And these corporations are heartless. Corporations aren't people. Corporations don't have a heart. Corporations are spreadsheets, numbers, computers, buildings. They're cold and heartless. And and they're just responding to what they think people want. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a certain month of the year, we'll put this logo on our hot sauce. We don't. It's not that we care about that. We're just trying to pander to what everybody mm-hmm. wants us to do. And I think we as consumers, we as just citizens, when we spot something like this, you got you to just say, call balls and strikes. That's yep. wrong. And it doesn't help anybody in any situation. It doesn't help any people, it doesn't help the company, it doesn't help our country in so any way. True. No, I, I completely agree. And I think, you know, like you mentioned, when we start to segregate people, this just feels like such a giant step back. Like mm-hmm. this can't be progress. This is this is what we fought so long to come away from. And now we're willingly going back into it. It just seems insane. I totally agree. So if somebody wants to support you, Courtney, they can go to givesendgo.com forward slash Sephora at that place. I love this. You've got, I love the gifts and go. You can give money, you can share it, you can pray, you can do all three, which I would highly encourage. Uh, But what's this money going to go for? So this is purely for uh, my legal funds. So just to, uh, just to sponsor, sponsor that. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. My last question for you is, you know, our slogan here at Flyover Conservatives, Conservatives is wake up, speak up and show up. You are doing those things, but what would be your encouragement to our listeners? What what would be your encouragement to them to also speak up and show up in their own family and community? Sure, I I don't know. I think if there if there is a, a company or or a corporation that you don't agree with their policies, maybe not contribute money to them. Or if if you have a feeling about you know a policy like this, maybe let them know on their social media. Obviously, not in a in a nasty way, but you know, like right. you said, just just sure. speak up and have your voice be heard. It's so important. Courtney, thank you so much. We can't wait to hear how this goes. We'll be definitely praying for you. Yeah. And just encourage everyone, go to givesendgo.com forward slash Sephora. Support Courtney. We'll we really put that in the it. links below. If you're driving or on the treadmill or something else, it'll be in the links below. You can come to this later. Find that link and, uh, you know, put five bucks in the, in the tip jar. It's going to help her out. That's exactly right. Thanks again for your time, Courtney. Wake up, America! Wake up! You are about to give away one of the greatest gifts God has ever given to humanity. Humanity. You are about to give it away because you refuse to stand up like those who came before you. It is time for us to stand up, folks. It's time for us to be unafraid, unashamed, and unabashed with the truth that we have in us. And tell those socialist bastards who want to destroy this nation, you will not do it on my watch. You will not do it now. You will not do it ever. Because this is America. And I don't come from some weak, jet-packed people. I come from people who survived the Middle Passage and the potato famine and who survived World War I and World War II and Vietnam and Korea and survived uh, and survived the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Folks who survived 9-11 
I don't come from a weak and ineffective people. And if you want this fight, you bring it. Because we are ready. Because we don't back down and we don't give up. We will fight for the life of this nation and we will fight for the future of our children. You don't believe it? You will get a lesson. The same way the British did, the same way the Germans did, the same way the Japanese did, the same way the communists did, the same way those terrorists over in the Middle East did. You're going to get a lesson in what free men will do to hold on to their freedom. So hold on to your hats, communists. Ladies and gentlemen, this just in. We'll keep this a little secret between you and me and them and everybody. The people that are actually at the tip of the spear, working directly with President Trump on a day-to-day basis to save this nation, they're all joining us on the Reawaken America tour. We have President Donald J. Trump's chief of staff, Akash Patel. We've got Peter Navarro who's joined us on the tour. We have General Michael Flynn. We have Eric Trump. People actually working at the tip of the spear with President Donald J. Trump to save America are joining us on the Reawaken America tour. If word of this gets out, if the truth about election fraud, medical fraud, religious fraud, monetary fraud, and mainstream media gets out, it may just save the nation. Today, I want to talk a little bit about about being a fool. Um, you know, not not in the the term of like Mr. T, like I pity like the fool. fool. I pity the fool. But um, I got a challenge when I was young, probably ten or eleven years old, something like that, to read to read one chapter of Proverbs a day. The book of Proverbs is uh, primarily written by by Solomon. Wisdom that he Man, gained. You have done that for a long time. Most most days throughout my life since then. And if you if you there's thirty one chapters in Proverbs. Um, you, a lot of months you can make it through all of them. Yep. With that, this takes a couple of minutes. It's a pretty simple process. But it, but they use the word fool a lot, and mm-hmm. it is juxtapositioned against you know you you want to to live a a, a life of wisdom and not be a fool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's full of of warnings, and and this is good. It happens if you're wise. This happens if you're a fool. And it kind of how to live a life with the fewest number of regrets possible. Um, we've been presented with fools in high levels of leadership. Um, and, and since we started this sure. podcast and we're dealing a lot with politicians and people in there, uh, uh, it, it's shocking how unimpressive the people in leadership yes. are. Politics is one of the only areas that you can fail your way to the top, that the more foolish you are, the more you align with foolish people, mm-hmm. the more doors that open within a very corrupt system. Um, we've got the media running cover for you. I just want to read a couple, and, and we're going to be talking a little bit about people that are supposed to be in operating in our mm-hmm. best interests. Um, people in science, people that are, that are protecting us from, you know, uh, pandemics, whether naturally occurring or, uh, you know, created, that are fools. created by other fools. Uh, Proverbs 10, 14, the mouth of fools brings ruin near uh, this contrast, the speech of a, of a fool with the knowledge of a wise person. A fool mm-hmm. does not care about learning. A fool's always busy talking. They're busy saying what they're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw during this pandemic, they didn't bring the best minds together. They they primarily went off the advice of one doctor that had not seen a patient in over thirty years um, by the name of Fauci. So they did they they did, they, they talked and told. They didn't gather yep. knowledge and, and make wise choices. And it was very obvious then. Early in this process, people knew what was going on. You know, a lot of us in early 2020 were spraying our boxes. We're scared when they when packages came in. You're, but but quickly, the common person mm-hmm. kind of gathered a. A, a, a risk assessment, mm-hmm. you know, and stopped being foolish and started operating with wisdom, even though they were making you wear a mask to your seat at the restaurant and taking it that off was to eat. Ridiculous. Uh, the, we, we were being led by fools um, through this whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, Proverbs ten twenty three says um, basically adds the words: "Doing wrong is like a joke to a fool. Like they don't care about being mm-hmm. being foolish. A foolish person does not take sin or its consequences." Seriously, they don't take the consequences of their actions seriously. Mm-hmm. They just, oh, 
boom, move on. Whether they're talking about Russia hoax and it's like found to be false, they just kind of move on to the next thing. There's no uh, levity to the consequences mm-hmm. of their foolishness. Um, Twelve fifteen. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Basically, a fool rejects the advice of others and instead listens only to himself. Man. And, you know, you've seen it. These are the ways of young people. This is maybe you're in grade school or middle school or high school or even mm-hmm. college. But slowly you, you work your way out of that. You shouldn't be in charge of the biggest levers of power in our country when you operate like a fool. Um only listening to yourself and not what others have to yeah. say. 1316, a fool flaunts his folly. And I tell you what, the media, um, I don't care whether you're talking mm-hmm. Fox or CNN, where you're talking about everybody that was in, put, in charge of, of our COVID response, they flaunt their folly. They, they you know, they'll, they'll talk about uh, masks aren't necessary. Oh, masks are necessary. Right. Maybe you should wear two masks. Within they, a month period of time. And, and then they arrogantly flaunt it. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, 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 they put penalties on people for not wearing a mask in California, but they go to... Uh, fancy restaurants and eat dinner without them. And they, they, you know, they don't, they don't care about what they're putting on. You know why? Because they're fools. Now here's where we have to be cautious. Uh, You know, you've heard the expression, you know, first time, shame on you. Second time, shame on me. I was thinking that earlier (laughs) when you were talking. When when these things happen, um, we cannot be fools and and we're foolish. If we participate in their foolishness, you become a fool by, by association with this. And Proverbs 26, 11, Basically, this is just a really graphic thing, but man, it's hard to get this out of your head when you hear this image. A dog returns to its own vomit, so fools repeat their folly. And you've seen a dog throw up, and he returns to it, eats yep. it. Ugh. It's like it's like the 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 disgustingness of his own foolish actions. He returns to them. We have fools leading mm-hmm. us right now, and uh, you know what I want to highlight today is Deborah Burks because she's got a new book uh, wow. that, that that's come out, but she's wearing her scarf every day and seemed on a panel of idiots to seem to be the most reasonable and and, and, and competent person early mm-hmm. on. I was like, well, at least she seems less crazy right. than some of, of the other ones. And she, she led a charge on pushing uh, some of these responses, the mask wearing, Heard him, you know, uh, the, the the separation of people eventually reach herd mentality. She invented the term mm-hmm. two weeks to lower the curve. We've all heard that term. It was only invented just to, just to buy them two more weeks to find out how far they could push us during this process. She uh, said, everyone needs to do the right thing. Don't be selfish. Get the vaccine. It will protect you from further infections. Get the vaccine. It will protect you from infection. And um, that was the message that she drove home during 2020. Been out of the limelight just a little bit, wrote a book, almost bragging like a fool brags about their own folly, Mm -hmm. bragging that, hey, I invented the term two weeks lower the curve because we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know how far we could push this. We didn't know what responses people would buy into. Well, she's singing a different tune now, and we need to not be foolish, and we need to be discerning when we hear these people talk. Let's hear what she's saying right now. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. And I think we overplayed the vaccines and it made people then worry that it's not going to protect against severe disease and hospitalization. It will. But let's be very clear. 50 percent of the people who died from the Omicron surge were older, vaccinated. Wow. Older and vaccinated like like uh, the squatter in chief, the jackal that's sitting in yeah. D.C. Um, or he's not sitting. He's probably pretty horizontal at, at the moment under uh, his second positive test for COVID in a nine day span because he's a fool. He's led by fools. He acts foolish. He returns to the vomit of his, of his own uh, foolishness. And uh, we need to be discerning in how we respond to their foolishness. That's right. That, that, that when they come around with another new thing 
because the old thing has kind of lost its sting. We How are you going to respond for that? Check out this meme. This is absolutely hilarious because that's exactly what is happening right now. Fear of COVID is receding. Release the monkey box. I mean, and he's got, exactly uh, he's got, uh, exactly. you've all know Harari on his lap there <laughs> uh, the, on the, the, the top picture with Dr. Evil, but, but, but it's, they need another thing because without fear and without you being in fear, they have no control. I mean, yep. to say that again, make sure you grab that. If they can't create fear that you buy into, so they got to come up with the right fear. They got to market mm-hmm. it heavy. It's got to be on every channel. They got to smash it down your throat. But if you are not afraid, they have no power. That's right. And now talk about power. What are they trying to do in New York? This just came out this weekend on Epic Times, but the New York governor, Kathy Non-elected. Hochul, exactly, issued an executive order late Friday to declare monkeypox a disaster emergency. So what does that mean? That actually means that they're able to give more shots, more people giving vaccinations for the monkeypox. So, you know, EM, EM, what is it? EMS. All of these different people are now able to give shots that we're not able to give shots earlier. They're able to do that now. But this is interesting because as of July the 29th, there was 1,383 cases in New York, but it is now considered a disaster emergency. And it's primarily affecting anybody that identifies as a man-on-man sexual partner. And again, gay sex is not what... Mm -hmm moves it it can move without that that's just the community that it is thrived in and it, it given a high five passing by somebody shaking hands it takes i guess some skin on skin well, yeah, contact it's not airborne this isn't something you're going to get by walking by somebody no more than chicken pox no because 98 percent of the infections diagnosed between april the 27th and june the 24th were in the homosexual, bisexual men. And 99% of the cases were among these men. And at least 95% of the patients are men who have had sex with other men, according to the WHO's official um, site. So it's we're, interesting. We're in a society of fools when the, the advice coming out, and you can see it on the screen there, is for bisexual men limit their sexual partners to reduce the spread of monkeypox. It would be wisdom for everyone to yeah. reduce your number of sexual partners. Period. I don't care who you are, what you do. Go back, go, go back to Proverbs. That's this isn't exactly new right. stuff. These things were all God's plan to protect you from these things to start with. Um, this isn't something that's mm-hmm. happening just randomly. It is, it is uh within a certain uh, community. This does not need to be an emergency. Uh, it's just giving them more power. power. The only reason for doing that is they get more levers of control. Yep. It doesn't affect the 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 or benefit the people that are underneath of their authority. Mm-hmm. When a fool is in power, everyone suffers. They gain everything's a power grab, period. Yep. They want to gain more levers of control to be able to manipulate and gain more power in the future, period. That is exactly right. The hits keep coming. We'll be right back. I've been a fighter for Jackson County taxpayers for 14 years while serving on the Board of Equalization, and I'm ready to tackle another challenge, fixing Jackson County government. I want to make property tax assessments fair, accurate, and without discrimination. As county executive, I will make sure government overreach never happens again in Jackson County. Our website is beatfrankwhite.com. I'm Preston Smith, and I approve this message. You know, we've all heard the expression that uh, good times create uh, weak men. Yeah. Weak men create 
tough times and tough times create strong men and strong men create good times. And, um, you know, I I just want to highlight a situation here because about, uh, if you'd asked me a couple of years ago, my personal opinion of our highest levels of police department, you know, you have your local police, the mm-hmm. FBI is simply our highest level of police. I would have thought these were the the do right, the, the good, top. the good guys, yep. the, the the best that we have to offer. And now I pretty much think the opposite. I think it's filled with weak men that mm-hmm. are are an extension of a political party that is not working in the best interest of any Americans, their so own self preservation, because they're spineless and weak, and they hide behind policy. And uh, they have media cover that covers this for them. But every once in a while, you get a glimpse into what they're about. Uh, check out this clip. Is Hunter Biden a national security threat? That's not a question that would come up before me, uh, Congressman. You're the head uh, of the in, National Security Division, so it seems sort of on the nose. It's not in my practice or experience to identify individuals not in my and, and to We've label that any individual, an American citizen or any individual, as a national security threat. Well, you would certainly concede that if the adult offspring of the president of the United States or the vice president were compromised, that would be a national security threat, right? We speak through our filings in court, uh, and we speak through our actions in in, in open court. Um, so I would okay, well, speak I would to this. Where's the in, laptop? In that position. Do you know where Hunter Biden's laptop is? I, again, I'm not going to talk about any potential well, ongoing you investigation know where it is? as I sit do here. Do you know where it is? I'm not going to talk about any ongoing you, you, investigation. You come here and you tell I us you follow here. the facts in the law, but you can't even follow a laptop that you guys have had for three years. We follow the facts in the law, and we speak in open court about our yeah, cases. but you aren't speaking about this, but you know who is speaking about it? The whistleblowers from the FBI who've gone to, to Senator Grassley and said that you guys purposefully take any information that is, that is derogatory about Hunter Biden and you go and rat hole it so that you never have to speak about it in any circumstance. But the good news is you're not the only ones with that laptop. So Patrick Ho was convicted of bribing government officials in Africa and he gave a million bucks to Hunter Biden. Are you familiar with that? I'm not going to speak about any ongoing investigation. I is can, that an ongoing? I can assure is that, you that an ongoing investigation? I can. I'm not going to. Patrick I'm not going to speak about any potential ongoing. Like, don't investigation. you see that that degrades the country's like belief in you guys when you have whistleblowers saying that you're purposefully rat holing this information and then you come here and say you won't talk about it? I mean, you know, inside Hunter Biden's multi-million dollar deals with a Chinese energy company, Washington Post, Matt Vizier. Chinese elite paid $31 million to Hunter and the Bidens, Peter Schweitzer in the New York Post. Hunter Biden's business partner called Joe Biden the big guy in panic messages. Do you guys call Joe Biden the big guy at the Department of Justice? So I think it's important to understand why we don't speak about cases outside of the courtroom. But, but, by, we, the we way, do that. by the way, the, we, we do I already that. know may, why. Sir, if I may you know, answer the you question. Know, you know why you don't speak about it? Because it's about Hunter Biden. You guys have no problem leaking about other stuff, right? Like you got no problem going out and tagging parents at school board meetings as a national security threat. But when all of the facts and all of the law are before you regarding the corruption of Hunter Biden, you don't want to speak to that at all. And it's precisely why you've got folks that are talking to Senator Grassley about it. Bohai Harvest. So 10 days after Vice President Biden takes Hunter Biden to China, 10 days after this long toiling venture of Hunter Biden, they can't get off the ground. 10 days after they go, he automatically gets approved. So uh, for a deal in China with Bohai Harvest, like, have you guys looked into that? I'm not going to talk about any uh, ongoing investigation. Well, you know who else is talking? Tony Bobulinski. Tony Bobulinski told the world that Joe Biden was cut in on a CCP energy deal that was orchestrated by Hunter Biden. Like, have you guys talked to Tony Bobulinski? 
Again, we don't talk about ongoing investigations uh, in settings such as this. So, so, so Joe Biden, uh, well, okay, we, 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 how about this? Will you commit to a classified briefing on these matters? I'd certainly be happy to talk to you or any member of the committee about uh, matters of national security. Okay, well, but is I don't this talk a matter about, of national I do not talk, We do not talk outside of courtrooms about ongoing investigations. Well, is there an ongoing investigation of the annual fund dinner that happened where Joe Biden was vice president of the United States and Hunter Biden holds his fund's annual dinner at the Chinese embassy? And the, but in order to do that, in order to get the Chinese embassy to roll out the red carpet for Hunter Biden and, and to raise money for his fund, he had to go to the embassy 30 minutes before and have a one-on-one meeting with the Chinese ambassador. Do you think it's possible that that meeting might have jeopardized national security? I'm not going to comment about any potential uh, or ongoing investigation. Well, here's the thing. It's pretty easy to see that Hunter Biden is compromised. I think every American knows that's a threat to national security. I think we're watching a crime spree in progress that Hunter Biden is orchestrating. And one has to wonder, like, what are the Chinese getting for the tens of millions of dollars that they're cutting the Biden family in on? What is the Chinese Communist Party getting as a result of cutting in 10% for the big guy? And it just I just happened to notice that, like, you guys canceled the China initiative that President Trump put in place where you focus talent on those things. You know, Jim Biden said to uh, Tony Bobulinski that the reason they're able to get away with this corruption is plausible deniability. And that is precisely the plausible deniability that you are that you are animating and exemplifying today. And you know what? Winter's coming. We're going to be in the majority. And then you're going to have to answer these questions for the country. Where are your hard-earned dollars going? Are they going to fund the deep state? Or are they going to fund the kingdom? And you know where you stand with a guy like Mike Liddell and MyPillow.com. And not only is he a great guy and he supports great causes, he makes the best products in the world in his categories yeah 10-year warranties on their products my favorite product when you go to mypillow.com and you put the promo code flyover right at the top you get up to 66 percent off right now they're running a special on the slippers they are my very favorite I know I've talked about it many times, but these slippers are absolutely amazing. It is like she doesn't a leave the house without them hardly for your feet. In fact, a lot of times I'll put them in my purse. So if I'm wearing heels or something and my feet start hurting, I'll put on my slippers. They have this great bottom on them too, uh, that makes it really nice, and that they're not going to get ruined when you do go outside. And you know what? Every time you spend a dollar, you're voting. You're voting in a big way. Let's support Mike Lindell. He's supporting you. He's supporting our country. Let's support him. So we talk a lot today about fools. We talk about some spineless wimps. True. And uh, somebody who is none of the above is Big Mike. Now, you know, little Mike here, you know, just overly agreeable sometimes. But <laughs> but Big Mike is a true leader and he has great savings. Go to MyPillow.com forward slash flyover. Use promo code flyover on everything in their store. Uh, don't buy something you don't need, but don't, don't be buying things you need from somewhere That's else. Right. Either go to MyPillow.com forward slash flyover today and check out what they've got. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We bless you. We bless you to realize you were born for such a time as this. We bless you to realize your future is brighter than your past. And we bless you to wake Wake up, up, speak speak up, up, and show show up. up. Peace out, guys. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day. 